Hey Mike, welcome back to another one, slightly different this week. Um, just recording it in the middle of the week, Wednesday. Uh, it's just gone Wednesday evening, six o'clock here in London. Already plenty to talk about. It's been a busy week, Rose. Uh, nice to see you again. And yeah, nice. yeah, listen, plenty, plenty to talk about. I think me and you both agree. I think the UK is very topical today. Um, so, so interesting. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, yeah, what a day. I feel I feel like this podcast now is just starting to to trash the UK government. I mean, it's, I'm surprised it's not going to get censored soon. <laughs> yeah, it, well, listen. If it was in China, don't... it would be off. It would <laughs> be in jail by now. <laughs> don't count your chickens before they hatch, man. You never know. We could get a knock on the door. You yeah. know, oh wait, you can't say that. Can't yeah. say this. Can't say that. Um, yeah, no, it's a hard one, man. It really is difficult to look at a current situation unfolding here in the UK and. Yeah, You know, look at the markets, and I'm just talking broadly uh, with great, great levels of confidence. It's very much eyebrows raised, uh, and it's like, you know, finger on the head, scratching the dome, what is going on? Yeah. This I mean, is very, very choppy. It's volatile. It's anyone's guess as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I mean, inflation this morning was 8.7 headline. You know, um, looking at core inflation, it was supposed to be 6.2, raised to 6.8. I mean, if 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 we actually look at an inflation rate, it's coming down obviously quite well, but not as much as expected. And if we look at the, yeah. you know, if we looked at an oil chart as well, obviously oil's starting to come down quite a lot. But over the last couple of days, and as you mentioned in the app, you actually done a whole write up about it in a video in the app about yeah. o- OPEC. Yeah. I mean, they're probably now going to start to look at reducing output, reducing yeah. production. That's probably going to put a squeeze into oil prices. Of course, and I mean. Is are we now going to maybe start to see inflation? Not even just in the UK, but in general, starting to tick up. I mean, you know, Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey also came out today a few comments. He was too busy talking about climate change and and shit like that, rather than talking about his own monetary policy committee that he really should have been talking about. And I mean, markets really markets told him what they thought anyway. I mean, cable tanked, FTSE tanked, FTSE's down over one and a half percent. Wasn't a good day for UK markets. No, it wasn't. And listen, Rory, you, you were saying there yesterday on, on the lead up to, you know, the print this morning, overshoot. And that's exactly what happened. I pay more attention to the headline inflation, uh, just out of personal preference. But it's just like, you know, come on, come on, come on, yeah. come on. Like, you know, the job of the BOE, or at least the mouthpiece to some extent, is to calm markets. Didn't happen, as he said. He's talking a load of nonsense about the climate. Look, yes, it's important to some extent. You know, that's a whole another topic, right? But his job should have been look, we're dealing with it. Uh, yeah, pedal to the floor. This mm-hmm. is our own. That's what Powell was doing. Yeah, you know, he wasn't fanny footing around it. He literally said, "Look, two percent is the goal. We'll do everything." A yeah. very Mario Draghi, yes, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and look, that's what needed to happen uh, on behalf of the BOE today. Didn't happen. And what did we see? I was long cable. We had kind of narrative five and a half is kind of like the new terminal rate in the UK. But look, the markets just thought yeah, markets that, as far as we can stand. Look, you, yeah. you, you posted about it in the app. Cable is just getting a beating. Um, hard to stay long as, as pests, as, sorry, optimistic and patriotic as i am it's like oh man new york literally came in took out uh all gains made in the am session there with uh you know london this morning it's mm-hmm. just super frustrating to see and obviously sell off and gilts too on, on the uk side um yeah. yields on the two years north of what we see in the us and they've got their own debacle to sort with yeah the debt ceiling yeah so, exactly 
you know, you there's know, a lot of talking points. Exactly, and we're only on Wednesday. Obviously, tomorrow we don't really have too much coming out, just the usual initial and continuing jobless claims, things like that. And then on Friday, we obviously have the PCE coming out. I mean, yeah. if we see something like on the PCE, what happened on UK inflation today, where the PCE is actually higher than expected, again, that could drive even more further dollar strength. You know, cable could take another step down, potentially to around 123. We could see US equities fall maybe another 1%, S&P breaking that 4,100 level finally, coming back down to near 4,000. You know, NASDAQ as well could be jumping down. I mean, I feel like we've spoken about this many times, and I said it on the app quite a lot in a lot of my updates on, on what I'm personally thinking, you've also mentioned it, that that 4,200 level on the S&P was a level that was never going to be breached unless the whole macroeconomic climate completely yeah. changed. Yeah. And I said it, I said the exact words, 4,200 will not be breached unless there's a complete change of climate. There, We got the 4,200, there wasn't a complete change of climate. And then it realized, boom, market just shut its pants and the whole thing fell. And that's exactly- No, you, you were bang on the money, mate. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it was an easy short, but if it was an easy short from there, I mean, mm. potentially maybe somebody who had a lot more conviction dust in cable could have maybe seen the same thing, you know, up the 126 and a half, 127. That was an easy short. I still thought, though, however, Bank of England was, were going to be a bit more hawkish than they were, even though this morning it was a, a sort of climate environment speech around your bailey was on he should have took the opportunity to really reiterate you know his stance of monetary policy you know especially as inflation was just out yes obviously there was some sort of mandate there to talk about climate but i would have said well the hell with the climate you know our country has just produced an inflation report which you know consumers aren't going to be happy with investors aren't going to be happy with i need to now take the opportunity and address that you know while well I'm yeah i mean it's, it's, but, it's well said Rory. i think you know if you look at what was said earlier today by Andrew Bailey, look, it's, it's as far as it's, it's as simple as this. You have short term and medium term objectives. The climate is the medium slash long term. Yeah. Your short term job is to come to the microphone and tell, you know, the press, tell investors, tell the markets what they need to hear. Mm -hmm. Reassurance. You know, exactly. it's, it's as simple as that, and we didn't get it. We saw, you know, cable make gains this morning completely wiped out with the US session. Yeah. Um, wiped out in a matter like, of minutes. Yeah. 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 Shorter time frames just look like a, a bear paradise, if I'm being completely honest. But chuck your shorts on wherever you want the money. It doesn't matter. You'll make money. Yeah. It's really annoying. I'm looking at the half an hour time frames. It's just like, it's the last time I'll do that. I'll six my media <laughs> time. Now it's really frustrating. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, look, 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 I think this is all kind of coming back to what you said there. Again, you post about it in the app. The macros need to be aligned for any sort of meaningful progression to be made on the equity front, mm -hmm. FX front, whatever it is, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Look, fix is up again. Up again. We're above 20 as, as I'm speaking currently. It's like, look. It's significant now. It's choppy. We've got US debt ceiling as well in the background lingering like there are a lot of reasons to pull out of these positions on the run-up to an event. You know, yes, we talked about it before. They'll probably do it, but it'll go right to the wire. But, you know, that coupled with what's going on in the UK, it's just like, look, this is just a choppy environment. And look, it's just too dicey at the minute, I think is, you know, the correct sort of yeah. phrase to, but, to describe but market conditions. Yeah, with, you know, I mean, you know, stepping aside from the Northern Hemisphere as well, you know, without sort of banging on too much about Andrew Bailey, you know, Adrian Orr, the RBN said governor, was also 
in the spotlight in the early hours of this morning. You know, they came out and, you know, the RBNZ are obviously running an inflation 6.8%, I believe, inflation is in New Zealand. You know, and they're still saying that, well, they're basically saying the Reserve Bank of Australia are saying that the job's pretty much done. You know, they've hiked now 525 basis points, inflation at 6.7, and they're rubbing their hands and that's it, job done. And I mean, markets were very quick to tell them what to do. I mean, NZD, USD, Kiwi dollar was down over 2% so far today. Jesus. You know, huge, huge move there. And I mean, it was, it was somewhat slightly unexpected. Then next thing we had Andrew Bailey, same thing happened in cable. So, I mean, we can't just completely, you know, we can't just completely look at Andrew Bailey and, and single him out. We have to look at other governors around the world. Is you know, There's always one question I ask myself, is there something we we don't know that the market knows? You know, and in terms of the market being, is it Andrew Bailey? Is it, you know, Adrian or the RBNZ? Is there something that we don't know? Is there a recession potentially coming that they're really pricing in? And they're trying to not, you know, get too tight on monetary policy so that the, they can start to reel back whenever the recession does hit. That's what Yeah, I- no, it's a good point. But look, the market is the market at the end of yeah. the day, Rory. You and me both know that. Look, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. The market wins. And essentially, look... We look at bonds today, you know, the US 210s, you know, inverted even more. We were at minus 50 at the beginning of the week. Now we're at minus 60 and solidly so. Mm -hmm. Look, as far as I'm concerned, and, you know, great comparison there between, you know, what we've seen down under and what we've seen up top, you know, both fail to come to market and produce any sort of narrative with substance and meat on the bones. And what's happened, the market spewed it out, chucked up the middle finger and said, to hell with yous. Yeah, we'll show you what's what. The thing is, though, the narrative is not that in America. It's very different. Narrative is very much, uh, and look, and I'm not talking just about Fed officials. We see, mm-hmm. we've seen Powell recently say, "Look, three percent is the goal by any means necessary." Um, again, I'm repeating myself, very Mario Draghi esque. But we've then seen the likes of Jamie Dimon since that. And, you know, um, uh, Solomon as well come out, CEO of Goldman, saying, look, there's still inflation threat, even though they are much further, a lot further along with their mm-hmm. inflation battle. You know, they're at reasonable levels and levels at which inflation and interest are almost on par, or, you know, at the point of surpassing yeah. interest, surpassing inflation. They're still saying, look, this is still sticky. Yeah, still sticky, even though they are a lot further on. And that's that market realization like, yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's like, well, is there any wonder we're seeing, you know, people buying short term, um, sorry, uh, uh, a dollar in, in the current climate? They're the only ones that are head switched on as of recent. Yeah. You know, exactly. They're the only ones pushing the correct narrative. They're the only ones saying, look, party's not over. Yeah. You know, they're the only. Jamie Dimon said the other day, look, I'm bracing, you know, people that I'm talking to for six, seven percent yeah. interest rates. I know. I mean, if you know CEO of Gold or JP Morgan, he's not going to get too many things wrong. Might get a few things wrong, but if they're bracing people for six or seven percent, you know, maybe start bracing yourself for and I mean as, exactly. as you know, we had the conversation in the pub last Thursday there, you know, when all the guys from TBT came down. Again, guys, this is just something, you know, we post in the app regularly. Uh, we've started doing meetups now that it's summer, have a few drinks outside. You know, we were talking about Mike as well, that it wasn't, you know, 20 years ago, it wasn't unheard of for interest rates to be at 5 to 10%. Even yeah. in the 80s, you know, there was as high as 15%. You know, so 
why do we have to look at rate rate you know rate cuts in the next two or three years? Why do we have to look at that? Why aren't we just saying, well, rates may just very, very slowly but steadily continue up to 10%? I mean, that sounds ridiculous throwing that out there, but, it, you know, in five or 10 years time, you could be looking back and saying, Jesus, you know, that fellow was right. <laughs> We're sitting here at 10%. Yeah, you know? it's a good point. I feel as though people are, you know, living off, you know, the decade of ultra low. Yeah. And it's hard to kind of shift that. We've seen, you know, again, look at, you know, residential property, especially in the UK, uh, people coming in buying ultra low finance and everything not just property but you know spending yeah it's a golden period of growth 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 yeah. and it's political uh yeah. when you know all is said and done if yeah. you're able to churn out growth at two three four percent sometimes year on year on year without fail well then you're going to want to keep that magical machine in the background going and what is that ultra low interest rates to pump up investment to attract mm-hmm. FDI, look, it's it's a period in which you know I don't think we'll see in the short term, and I mean short term next year, year after. I can't see it. Um, yeah, as much as people want it to happen, it's just not real mm. economics. It's just no. artificial. It's too uh, interventionist, as far as I'm concerned. And if we're living in a democracy and a capitalist society. God, I yeah. sound like an economics lecture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the reality is that there's got to be some give. Interest rates have yeah. to find a home and it can't be at zero again as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, exactly. You know, and just come back to the point you mentioned about FDI, just for those of you who don't know, you know, foreign direct investment. I mean, that's a, yeah. you know, that's definitely a big thing, especially here in London. I mean, you see it everywhere. You see, you know, you see Arab supercars driving around. You, you see the Russians, there's, you know, they're still here regardless of the sanctions. And, you know, especially London, for one, really does probably depend quite heavily on FDIs, you know, yep. whether whether it's for property, whether it's for retail, whatever it's for. You know, and I feel like that's always going to be the case here, and it's probably going to be the case further. If interest rates do start to go up higher, they may potentially leave. And as you say, then, that just really leads into political, you know, sort of situations. And, you know, one of the other things that you were talking about, especially, and I'll, I'll let you continue this on, is obviously OPEC looking to maybe potentially cut production uh, going into the second half of this year. You know, what's your, what's your sort of thoughts about that? Do you think now that inflation, yeah. now inflation, obviously headlines starting to cool. Why is headlines starting to cool? Well, it's mainly down to oil prices retracting. What if oil prices now remain sticky and start rising? Because we've seen UK inflation this morning. Food inflation, as I put up in the app, remember, under your M&S post. Food inflation, oh, yeah, actually, don't remind me. was it 19% food inflation? Oh, stupid. Absolutely so, stupid. Wasn't you know, so you've got food inflation in the UK running at over twice the amount that you know headline inflation is running up. So you know, question is, what do you think OPEC are obviously going to do now? Uh, coming that oil prices are quite low compared to what they were. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I cannot believe the extent to how open and blunt some of these uh, you know ministers in in you know the Middle East are. The term was algae. Short sellers are going to feel a big algae. Like, gosh, that is you know. Very, very similar to how a kid would describe a mark in his knee after taking a fall in a playground, you know, yeah. an ouchie. So, you know, look, that's just basically signaling to the market as clear as day. Look, don't go short. 
No. We'll catch you out. It's as simple as that. To me, that's almost like, wow. Like, I mean, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not getting into it, but look, it's just mad. It, 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 it's, it's basically signaling one thing, you know, yeah. look, they're going to cut production. You know, look, it will, it's the fourth. So yeah. is that next week or the week after? Anyway, look, it's, it's yeah. literally around the corner. Yeah, next Sunday. Next, yeah. So yeah. obviously not next uh, week in terms of market trading, the week after. Mm-hmm. Look, I feel as though we see a rally into that, and I think you know we'll see eighty break uh, Brent uh, uh, above that WTI. You know, we'll be three yeah. four bucks below that, but wouldn't be surprised if we see you know, uh, you know uh, WTI follow suit. And mm-hmm. um, you will, let's see how high it can go. But listen, ultimately, it doesn't help. No, it doesn't help exactly. Uh, you know, their mandate over in the Middle East is to protect the wealth of the the sovereign state. Yeah. Um. All right. Fine. You know, over here in the Western Hemisphere, we're dealing with high levels of inflation. Mm-hmm. When we look at, you know, high inputs into our supply chains, whether that's in the form of oil or in the form of some of our softer commodities, uh, it's ultimately going to hurt, as you said, inflation in terms of what we're uh, seeing in uh, the food sector with regards to mm-hmm. uh, supermarket prices and whatnot. It's ultimately going to hurt, you know, um, global activity as a whole. Yeah. So, you know, going back to what we were saying earlier and, you know, the likes of Jamie Dimon saying, you know, yeah, we're still somewhat sticky. This is going to add to that. It is. Yeah. And, you know, look, it just adds to, you know, the narrative that me and you have been saying for the, you know, for ages now. It's like, look, that ultimately is going to fuel what happens with the BOE, ECB, yeah. Fed, terminal yeah. rates. And I, I think ways lot- to go. I, th- I think a lot of it, you know, especially what they're doing in the Middle East, you know, looking at these um, production cuts, I think a lot of it's just preemptive management. You know, I think they, yeah. know, they know that global demand starting to slow. They can see it, you know, that's going to happen maybe third quarter this year, maybe even potentially into, you know, Q1 2024, wherever it may be. And they, they really don't want to be behind the curve. They really don't want to see oil dipping below 60 into 50, you know, potentially even lower and then having to cut production. They probably want to hit, you know, they probably want to nip it in the bud now while it while it was down at 64, bring it back up to 80 somewhere. And then, you know, if global demand drops, so be it, it might come back down to 70. But as you say, they're going to want to protect the sovereign funds, protect their Oops. protect what the wealth's built on. And I mean, it, it might cause havoc over in the US and, and other parts of the world, but there's going to, that's going to be the dilemma. Will the US then start to it's tap It's not in? their job. Will they start to tap into their own oil reserves? You know, if they're under a democratic government, potentially not. You know, I mean, they've, they've tried to cut you know, oil supply there as many times as possible. So it's it's going to be a difficult one. And definitely, I think politics are going to be one side of it, how it's laid out, how the Middle East play out is going to be another side. And definitely, I think looking ahead, it's going to be a really, really interesting next couple of months. Yeah, but listen, long story short, inflation battle, we're not through the woods yet. No. You know, I think it's most evident in the UK, uh, Europe, not as bad as the UK, the US, much further along. Look, even the US were much further along and saying, whoops, yeah, exactly. heads on guys, you know, brace for impact. <laughs> brace that, for impact. that really is the, you know, the nutshell. Exactly. And I, I think, you know, now I just think we've nearly covered every point sort of this week. You know, I think it's important for the guys, especially as we're doing this on Wednesday, just to know obviously what's coming out on Friday. You know, with obviously PCE in the US coming out on Friday is going to be the big one to watch out for. Absolutely. And if I tell you what's coming out, if I tell you what's coming out next week, you're not going to believe it. Like you're genuine, you're genuinely not. It's NFP week again. Here we go. The following week. 
There we go. All eyes on the dollar. If you guys are, uh, you know, in the app, look, uh, I, I, I've been paying a lot of attention to uh, cable. So, you know, I'll be doing a lot more analysis on that in the lead up to, um, you know, these events towards the end of the week. And then obviously on the run up to, you know, payrolls next week. Um, look, it is literally um, a case of macroeconomic events that are going to be, you know, uh, really dictating, you know, your positions and you know, your analysis going forward. Yeah. Um, we spoke about this before. Leave no stone unturned when you're doing your homework and look, pay attention because dollar is going to move, you know, whether it's risk on risk off. There's a lot of things in the background as well. Let's not forget the debt ceiling talks. Still no mm-hmm. progress. It's still white noise in the background. But all of this has to be funneled in when, you know, you are looking at your, your currency pairs. Definitely. And look, um, you know, it's a case of looking at overall sentiment as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I've, uh, look, it, it, it's, it's quiet, but it's busy. Yeah. <laughs> in, 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 a, in a sort of roundabout way. Um, you know, it, it's choppy. Uh, let's not mm-hmm. ignore the VIX. Look, there's going to be a lot more analysis done in the app. We're going to really break it down. We have been breaking it down. So do pay attention. Yeah, I think you've just hit the nail on the head there. That's the best place. I mean, we just give a general update here on the podcast. I mean, really good. You know, I think the podcasts are amazing to give a general update. But, you know, just for them individual breakdowns of asset classes, even individual indices, equities, whatever it may be, just get involved in the app, guys. It's free. There's a link in the description under the podcast to come join it. Everything's free at the moment. I mean... You know, what more could you ask for? And just finally, before the podcast ends, I think you're just looking at the economic calendar next week for Mike. Uh, Mike, sorry, uh, 31st of May on Wednesday, sort of when we see the main impact coming out. We see um, French inflation, German inflation coming out. Uh, and then German actually, inflation will be huge. Yeah. And then on Thursday, we actually see European inflation coming out and the European unemployment rate. We also see yeah. the Caxan Manufacturing Index uh, PMI coming out from China. So that'll be a big one. We also see the ISM manufacturing index coming out in the US on Thursday. And then Friday, we have NFP and unemployment rate. So heavy hit next week. Unemployment rate will be, you know, I think people are looking at that as an indication as to what, you know, the real economy impact is. Yeah. Um, It is uh, a lot of big macro events going on next week. So. Yeah. Yeah. So brace, brace, brace. Yeah. Brace for brace for impact. And then. Absolutely. After after that week, I'm I'm jetting off, but we'll talk about more more of that later. There you go. So, Lucky for summer. Yeah, she'll bring you with me. All right, Mike. In your suitcase, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, mate. Great podcast. Thanks very much for joining. Nice from Rory. Appreciate it. Right. See you next week, mate. Nice. One.